Hello and welcome to the Level Up Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Harrell. As Dr. John C. Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. I will be interviewing CEOs, executive team members, and other leaders that are respected in the marketplace so that you can learn from their real-life experiences. Our goal is to help you level up, and more importantly, raise your leadership lid with practical action items that will help you make an even greater impact on the people you lead and the organizations you steward. If you're looking to level up your influence, then this is the podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, and today we are with John Ullman, who serves as president and CEO of Endeavors, and you've served on the board for over, uh, gosh, five years with that organization before becoming CEO, John, and a lifetime member of the Disabled American Veterans and Veterans of Foreign War Associations. You're an elder at Oak Hills Church. I'm a huge fan of Max Lucado and that entire organization, so that is awesome. You're married. you got two grown children. Uh, is there anything I missed in your introduction? You know, I think you about got that, Chris. <laughs> well, I loved learning about you, as I always often do in my research with our guests, and just some of the really, really cool things that are part of your journey, uh, specifically in your military career, uh, where you served over 20 years, and with the 75th Airlift Squadron, uh, I know of a couple missions that were pretty exciting, but are there any memorable ones that really stick out to you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, today is actually the anniversary of the USS Cole bombing. In the year 2000, 21 years ago, uh, the USS Cole was bombed. Now, this was before 9-11. This is a year before 9-11. So we, we had a significant amount of challenges that were starting to boil up. Uh, that the U.S. wasn't totally on guard for yet. And one of those happened in the port of Aden uh, in Yemen, a, a refueling run for a destroyer uh, called the USS Cole. And unfortunately, a ship, a small boat that was ferrying one of the gas lines and uh, trying to, to meet the crew uh, was a little suspicious. And the, the crew, obviously, when you're a in a foreign body of water, you're a, you're a sovereign entity. So you're like the United States on water. So you have to protect yourself. And unfortunately, in that instance, they couldn't react quick enough to protect themselves from this small little boat that hit them with a pretty sizable amount of explosives. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks lost their lives um, that day, uh, but also many were injured. And so they were put into a French hospital across the bay at Djibouti and also there in Aden, and our crew from the 75th Airlift Squadron, two airplanes, I was on one of those airplanes, uh, went down to pick up the wounded survivors from that incident and bring them back to Launch Tour Regional Medical Center. And those sailors who bravely uh, fought for their lives uh, ended up all living. And, and that was, like I said, today's the anniversary uh, our crew uh, was awarded the uh, McKay Trophy for that, um, which we were, you know, of course, uh, excited to be a part of. But even more exciting was to bring those folks back and have all of them living. I love that. That is uh, such an incredible story. And who would have thought that today was the anniversary of that and getting to, to share it again? So uh, I did not thank you for your service at the beginning, but but uh, eternally grateful for that. And uh, just another testament in that story of the lives that you impacted on that journey. John, well, thank now, you. I, was, I was proud to serve. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then you took those skills elsewhere. 
And uh, after 20 years of serving our country in just uh, incredible ways, you launched a digital media company, uh, Skyward Media, and yeah. ran that for, for quite a few years. Uh, what kind of took you down that path and that journey? It was interesting. I retired in 2008 and I was looking for an opportunity to transition into civilian life and had always dreamed about starting my own company. Found an opportunity with a digital media company, um, <clears throat> founding that and then growing that over time from just, you know, doing it myself and one other person to having a team involved doing that. And we primarily focused on uh, real estate companies in the state of Texas. Most of the large real estate companies did not have a digital media presence and realized that they needed one. So we helped many of them along that journey. Um, I really had a great time. I kind of turned into a geek learning more and more about what uh, Google was doing as far as indexing content, how content is really king in the, in the digital world. People like to read about, they like to look at, they like uh, imagery, they like to know about markets. Uh, so we wrote a lot of content about different neighborhoods and cities across the state. And, uh, really had a very interesting time growing that that company that's awesome and you know you've so you've worked in the uh uh you know various capacities and leadership while serving your time in the military and then in a for-profit uh you know civilian business and then now non-profit again uh and we're going to get into some of those details and the nuggets you've learned but i'm just curious because we've covered a lot about your story and your journey <laughs> thus far is there anything that's unique that it's possible the audience has has never heard or may not read in your bio, John? Well, I, I think most people, you know, if they know me, they, they don't really know where I'm from and, and how this journey started. I grew up in a small town, uh, 2,000 people just outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, my dad was a postmaster. Uh, he served at a post office just outside of Little Rock Air Force Base. And my mom was a vice president of bank. And I can remember sitting in the backyard when I was a kid playing basketball with my brother or my friends and that big plane flying straight over our head because we were on a four mile final for Little Rock Air Force Base. <clears throat> and during that time, you know, we all have different inspiration in our lives, but I was really inspired by those airplanes, especially the big ones, the C-5, which I did get, end up getting to fly for three and a half years um, out of Dover, Delaware. Uh, so you know, our, our journey in life, I think one of the things that your younger viewers might uh, take away from this is that our journey in life is not a straight line. It is a crooked line and it takes you in many different directions. And there's no need to stay in the same career your entire life. You can do different things. And that's the beauty of our lives is that we can do different things. Um, but that's where I found my variety. You know, the, the adventure in life is being able to do a different, a lot of different activities and uh, becoming really good at them um, and, and just having an exciting and a fun time doing that. That's great. I know a lot of people have fears of, of making transitions. I've made some significant ones along my journey as well, changing not just jobs, but industries. And I always find that exhilarating, right? You bring a new fresh look and perspective and uh, no doubt you've got some, some great takeaways along your journey. And, and that kind of leads me to the next thing. How for you, uh, did your military leadership skills translate outside of uh, being in the military, you know, into your digital media company and then later into endeavors? You know, it's funny. A lot of folks in the civil civilian sector tend to put a box around military leaders and call them, you know, military people uh, or military leaders. Well, leadership is universal. It doesn't matter if it's on the combat arena or 
on the boardroom floor, it, it's universal. And it has a lot to do with number one, being kind to people, understanding where they are, trying really hard to understand their position so you can work with people successfully. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with uh, your values, your core values, who you are as a person, guides you and directs you through everything you do. For me, it's my faith. That faith certainly has guided me through a lot of very difficult times as well as very successful times, you know, whether it's the high or the low. So I think uh, leadership can be a very universal concept. It doesn't have to be just a military leader. I think uh, we should all be students of leadership. It's a lifetime learning opportunity. We can never be perfect at it and nor should we be. Uh, so I'd say spend time with it, you know, read, be part of conferencing. I love the idea that we can have leadership conferences and spend time with those who have really achieved at a high level and we only take a glimpse uh, through their actions or through their speak or through their book. Um, I just love the idea of being a lifetime uh, learner. I love that. And uh, you're giving us a glimpse into your life today, right? So if, anytime that we can plug into leaders like you, it's it's a huge blessing. So uh, yeah, I got a, a different question. This may fall from a, uh, you know, one of your experiences in the military. It could be uh, just in other endeavors you've been on along the way. But what would you say is your, your greatest challenge you've experienced and or learned from along the way as a leader? Yeah, it's, that's, that's actually an easy one to answer. And the older I get and the more I'm involved in senior leadership, I'll tell you that uh, the, mo the biggest challenges were not uh, airplanes that were on fire or, uh, you know, collisions that we avoided while we were flying airplanes or bombs that we were able to avoid. The biggest challenges, I think, overall and consistently is dealing with people. So, you know, we're all different. And in our world and our society today, uh, some of the norms of today weren't norms of, of 20 or 30 years ago. Uh, it's painful to be a leader. It's painful to be kind to people. It's painful to have understanding of where everyone else is so that you can make well-informed decisions. And many of us, because we've been either taught that way or been told that way, uh, try to avoid that pain. And that's not a, a good thing to do. Uh, good leaders confront pain, they deal with it, and they make decisions based on very difficult uh, circumstances and are able to do it in a, in a manner that's fairly quick. So some of the best leaders I've ever served with are those that can take information collaboratively from a group of people, not just by themselves, and be able to size that information up very quickly and make a decision. Um, I've heard it said that, you know, I'd rather have a bad decision today than a great decision two weeks from now. And in many cases, that's the truth, whether it be on the battlefield or in business. Mm. This time does tend to ruin a lot of uh, great opportunities. Wow. There were there so many nuggets in there, John. Uh, my gosh, I'm going to have to unpack that <laughs> and another, another time as I listen through this over and over again. You know, the... Uh, the leader that you are and the way that you surround yourself with people to to mature over time as a leader, that's what helps us to obviously make decisions quicker, right? And we have more trust and confidence along the way. Um, you talked about conferences a moment ago and uh, just learning, learning from other leaders before you or around you. Um, 
just curious because you did show me a book earlier that that was a, a high recommendation for me in the digital media realm but from a leadership perspective what would you say are some of your favorite leadership books and or podcasts you know I'd, I'd like to i'd like to learn from people that i know and uh or i've had an experience with not just you know pulling a book off the shelf that there, there's value in that don't get me wrong but i tend to relate to people better if i know a little bit about them and i've been around them some and one of the best books i think that, that i've uh, read and my wife has too is called reflections of a servant leader mm. and this is general al flowers he is our vice chair of our board here at endeavors i've known uh, general flowers for many years as a have uh, Chip Fulgham, our chief operating officer, actually worked for him for many years in the Air Force. Al grew up uh, like my dad did on, as a sharecropper, um, but a little bit different circumstances, an African-American and also being raised by his grandparents. He signed up for the Air Force at the age of 17. His grandmother had to sign him away to serve in the United States Air Force. Hmm. He spent 46 years, longest serving African-American in the history of the Department of Defense, longest serving airman in the history of the Air Force, uh, and retires a two-star general. You know, today, if I asked him if he was sitting next to me in the room and I'd say, share a nugget with your career, uh, one of the things he would say after all that acclaim that I just threw his way would be, uh, well, John, if you serve anywhere long enough, you're liable to do something good. <laughs> and and it's, that, it's that kind of humility that I respect and admire in mm -hmm. people. You mentioned Max Licato before. Max is what Max is what you see. You, you get what you, you hear. He tells you uh, the things that he says, the way he acts is exactly the way he is in person. He's one of the most humble people I've ever met uh, and does it in a way that uh, is a, a learning environment and a teaching tool. And I think he'd be the first to tell you that his gift is as a teaching pastor. It's not in his uh, corporate or administrative pastor. And so that's the reason he's in the teaching pastor role. So I think, you know, just getting these nuggets from people and learning more about leadership through their books and, and uh, getting to know people personally, I think it sticks with you longer if, <clears throat> if you have some relationship with them. And let me tell you, Chris, there's plenty of great leaders across this country, and there's certainly quite a few right here in San Antonio. Amen to that. For sure. And you have just inspired me to make sure I get Max on this podcast on a future date because <laughs> he's a phenomenal teacher. Yeah, he is. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, John, if you were to, um, if you were to go back in time, uh, and teach John 20 years ago, some of the wisdom that you've taken away today, or if you were speaking to somebody that's just starting their leadership journey or, uh, somebody that's looking to break through that they've got some, some ceiling that's occurring in their career. Maybe they're not, uh, they're more of a manager versus a leader and they're truly trying to impact uh, that next generation of team within an organization. What kind of wisdom would you give them? If you were to give them one nugget. Yeah, there's, there's lots of great leadership tools out there. There's lots of great conferences like we talked about. There's lots of great ways to learn, but life experience is important. I'll, I'll relate to you one event that happened to me in 1992 when I was a young captain at the time uh, advanced Air Force Base. I was serving as an executive officer for the group commander. His name was Hank Yancey. And I, I'll never forget, I, I was doing a lot of work for him. I was very busy. We had long days and I had a lot of information to share with him after he came in one afternoon after some meetings. And he was trying to relate to me something that was urgent to him. Well, I thought my conversation was more important because my desk was pretty full with stuff for him to do than his. And he stopped me 
in a very kind way. And he said, John, just be quiet and listen. And it hit me at that point, and it still does. That was a long time ago. Uh, I mean, it still hits me that sometimes we all just need to stop and be quiet and listen. Mm. You know, you got, you got lots of great uh, tools, lots of great education, lots of great things that you do in practice, but the, the great equalizer is listening to other people. It's the best leaders I've ever worked with and for are the ones that actually listen. And uh, I'm so glad you shared that. That's a great reminder for all of us that uh, you don't have to know everything, but you uh, will definitely break through the more you're willing to listen and learn and slow down <laughs> to, to the wise people that are in front of you. So that's right. That, that's fantastic. Well, John, uh, you've given a lot of nuggets today. Uh, my gosh, you gave a phenomenal book that I'm going to include in the show notes as well. Uh, I can't wait to learn more of the details of General Flower's life and his journey. Uh, I love the quote that you shared from him. And, uh, you know, if you were to if we were to wrap this up with one final thought that you think that any, any emerging leader, any developing leader uh, needed to take away from this conversation, what would it be? You need to know who you are. If, if you don't know who you are, you won't know where the path takes you and you won't be able to relate to other people. Part of my faith journey as a Christian was listening and understanding where God wanted to take me. And it hasn't always been perfect and I've not always listened. But the times that I have, I look back, you know, one, two, three years, and I, be I begin to see very clearly the times that he influenced my life and those around me. Uh, by things that he was wanting for me all along. So I, I think uh, knowing who you are, knowing what you stand for, knowing why you are here, uh, that's very important. Um, and for those of us that, uh, you know, ascribe to the faith journey, uh, we often say that, uh, but, but it's more difficult in practice. And it can be really uh, challenging in the I'll tell you some of the best learning times I ever had were deep, deep, deep in the valley mm. when I had a very difficult situation. But I also learned on the successful side, too. There have been times when I, you know, had some great successes in whatever I was doing at the time. And, and I stopped for a minute and I just look at the situation and completely understand that that was not me. That was the path that was laid out for me by God. So... Know who you are, know what you stand for, know what your values are, and uh, you know everything else will pretty much take care of itself. Amen. We definitely can't transform companies if we don't know who we are. And uh, such a great closing thought. And, uh, you know, as we're wrapping up the year for everybody, that's always an opportunity to, to look inside, look internally, and uh, just really recalibrate who we are, like you said. And, and that's such a, such a great final thought. John, I just... I cannot thank you enough for the time today. Uh, you've imparted so much wisdom and, and gave me a lot to think about. No doubt that that would be the case for the audience as well. I'm going to include so many of your nuggets in the show notes along with the book recommendation. And I uh, just want you to know that we will be praying for you, the Endeavors organization, your family, and all that you touch. Because uh, as long as you continue to listen to him, right, he's going to continue to open the doors. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure being with you today. My pleasure. Thanks, John.